Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We also have Shiler from B1029. And we're going to recap and discuss some of the big entertainment stories from the week of October 11th. And we hate to start these on such a sad note, but we lost a couple of big names last week. Uh, the first was Angela Lansbury. I'm sure growing up, your your grandparents or parents had Murder, She Wrote on the TV. And so you might know her from that. But also, if you're a fan of Disney films, you knew her from the voice of uh, uh, Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. I think she was also in, was it was it Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? Yes. And, and yeah. she's like, she sings in the, what, the, she is the tale as old as time. Like she... Like yeah. sing, she's yeah, Angela Lansbury was just a cultural icon. And like he said, I, I grew up watching murder. She wrote, I was devastated. I mean, she lived a very long and illustrious life, but yeah, that yeah. was, that was kind of an era ended. And, and she broke died my heart. Just, just before her 96th birthday. So she died on, on Tuesday, October 11th and her birthday is October 16th. And she was, she was uh, 90, uh, 96. She almost went with 90, just short, short of her 97th birthday. Yeah. And then on uh, Friday, the 14th, we lost Robbie Coltrane for all the Harry Potter fans who played Haggard, Hagrid on, on, uh, on the, on during the series. So that okay, was kind of, that one hurt too. Yeah. That, that, that almost broke me. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm probably being a little dramatic, but as a Potterhead, millennial <laughs> like i mean i know my hogwarts house and i like it's still a, a source of comfort to reread the harry potter series and mm -hmm. rewatch the movies if they are on tv because they are usually on like what is it abc family or whatever yeah, it's free on, like multiple channels yeah yeah occasionally they'll come on and they'll have like a harry potter weekend and if that's on my docket, if I turn on the TV and that's on, guess what? The pajamas are coming on and I'm in for the weekend and all I'm doing is watching Harry Potter. It's just <laughs> such a source of comfort. And Hagrid being one of my favorite characters from the series, I I wasn't expecting it. I know he had been sick, but I guess I didn't realize he was only he was only 72. It's not like he right. was, you know, the queen's age. Like he he I don't feel was that old, but if he had been sick, then that I guess it wasn't completely unexpected. Um, what really, what really broke me was the quote from the reunion, the anniversary special that they just did in January. Was it January this year or last year? Uh, la it might have been last year. I think it was last year. Yeah. Oh, good grief! Well, <laughs> to me, it was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he had said that you know that this that the Harry Potter series is so timeless and so classic, and it's going to continue giving. Uh, comfort and joy to to kids and people of all ages and he said that um he won't be here sadly to see that but Hagrid will and that destroyed me when I watched the series like when I watched mm -hmm. the anniversary special I was like stop it because all I could think of was like Alan Rickman <laughs> and it was yeah. such it was such a profound thing to say as well like Hagrid this character who gave us all the love and and comfort as kids is it's going to, he's going to continue to live on and his, that comfort's always going to be there. Thanks to Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. And so I actually knew Robbie Coltrane before the Harry Potter series. So Robbie oh, Coltrane you? was in a couple of uh, Pierce Brosnan and James Bond films. He played a uh, character called Valentin Zukovsky. It's kind of like a Russian mobster that just 
he, he appeared in GoldenEye. Uh, he had a role in that, and then he also appeared again in the same role in uh, The World Is Not Enough. Wait so, a minute, so he, he was a bad guy in James Bond? He wasn't really like a bad guy. He was kind of like a ex-bad guy, kind of like, oh. I still dabble, but I'm going to help you anyway type of... <laughs> type oh, my ways. God. <laughs> you know, like the, the anti-hero, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, so Robbie Coltrane had like this Russian accent that he would put on for for the for the film. But that's who I knew who Robbie Coltrane was before the Harry Potter series. So wow. when I when I saw the first Harry Potter film, I'm like, oh, well, that's the guy that played Valentin Zukovsky in the James Bond film. So oh my whether you're a Bond fan or a Harry Potter fan, you know who Robbie Coltrane is. Yeah. So that that yes, that was sad to, to hear, and then. No one dying, but also an end of an era that we learned last week. Blake Shelton announced on social media that he is leaving The Voice after next season. Now, he's been with them since the beginning. Oh, yeah. For 12 not, years. Yeah, I'm not a huge The Voice fan. It's it's definitely not because I auditioned for The Voice and didn't get picked and I'm bitter. That's not at all what the case is. But <laughs> But it also very very much could be yeah. <laughs> the fact that i'm just bitter um but uh, yeah I, i'm not into like the singing competition shows um just like so much but i'm not i don't know i'm he's been a part of it a long time so right. well i guess it's not really going to be the same without him but also probably will <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it'll move on. I mean, it's like when we, when uh, American Idol left for for a bit. And, yeah. You know, we lost the original judges and then they brought it back and, you know, you got some of the originals, some of the, some of the new, new, new judges and things like that. Um, but I mean, that's where Blake Shelton obviously met Gwen Stefani, his wife now. Um, and yeah. Blake Shelton's going on tour. So I can see why, you know, it's like, look, uh, I'm going to go on tour. Maybe you want to focus on, you know, my music, whatever it is he's going to go focus on after whatever his next project is outside of his tour. And I, I don't know, maybe he's getting tired of seeing his wife every day. <laughs> Probably. My, my wife, when she hears that comment is going to come unglued. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, what I'm he, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure that's not the reason. No, I'm sure the reason is he's looking for his next wife because He's going to join some other reality TV show and oh, let's not up go with there. his co-star on that. <laughs> let's not go there. Although, if that does happen, you're going to come back and say, I called it. I, I called I'm, it. Yep. Calling it now. <laughs> Listen back to episode. <laughs> from a dog is a dog. <laughs> we, we recapped October 11th, 2022. <laughs> Write it down. No, I, no look. No, he... He's been a part of the show. He 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 went on, you know, like he said, he said he's been wrestling with this for a while. That's what he says on his post. And that, you know, stepping away from the voice next season is is what needs to happen for him. And he talks, you know, he says he's made lifelong bonds with the host Carson Daly. And of course, he includes, you know, his wife, Gwen Stefani in that, all the fans. And so obviously he's very grateful for everyone that he's worked with on the show and and just feels like it's it's time. So he's I get it. You know, that's a long time to be a part of something. And, you know, when you got other stuff that you want to do. Yeah. It's like, well, something's got to give. And so for him, it was the voice. So, yep. I get it. I admire him for sticking it out as long as he did. Cause I mean, oh, like yeah. You said, 
that is quite a commitment. <laughs> I mean, that's really crazy to 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 stick out that long and and be and still be yeah, an artist. For sure. So he's been juggling a lot for a long time. So kudos mm-hmm. to him for being an insane multitasker and being able to manage everything so well over the, the over that huge span of time. Right. But I would I w- I'm looking forward to seeing what he's he's got up his sleeve and what he's going to come out with next. Because I, I used yeah. to be a huge Blake Shelton fan back in his his like er, like his early country days, you know, Austin, Old Red, that stuff. I really I really loved that. Yeah, for sure. Here I'm exposing myself as a country music fan. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold it against me. <laughs> so moving on to an interview that came out in L with uh, Issa Rae, and. This is something that we've talked about before, and she's definitely bringing to light in this interview that she did with Elle magazine. And it's about Hollywood and accountability for their stars. And so basically the question or what she talks about was that she feels like people have to be held accountable for their consequences. And And that's what it comes down to. And she says, Quote, I can hold people accountable within my world and my bubble. I don't have to work for everybody. All money isn't good money. All people aren't good people. And when she talks about this, she talks about Ezra Miller. And we've talked about what's going on here. She says, quote, listen to women. I'm going to be real. The stuff that's happening with Ezra Miller is, to me, a microcosm of, of Hollywood. There's this person who's a repeat offender who's been having or who has been behaving atrociously and as opposed to shutting them down and shutting the production down, there's an effort to save the movie and them. And the movie being of course the, the upcoming, the flash film he's starring in. Mm-hmm. Um, then she goes on to say that is a clear example of the lengths that Hollywood will go to save itself and protect, protect offenders. Yeah. You know what? I, I admire her for speaking out because I agree wholeheartedly what Ezra has been doing is absolutely abhorrent and should not be swept under the rug. It they should be held for they should be held accountable for what they've done and the destruction that they've caused. And no one seems to want to do that because they're handsome and a star and it's it's just they said sorry, so we should just all be okay with it. And I don't think that's right. But Hollywood is notorious for that. She's 100% right. Oh, they are. Yeah, we've seen it before many, many times. Yeah. And so, you know, Ezra, if, if in case you're you're not familiar with it, Ezra Miller over the last, gosh, it's been a couple of years at least. Yeah. Where it's been going on a long time. It has been going on a long time, but more so recently, um, there's been videos on social media of him having outbursts in public, uh, allegedly choking somebody at a party. Um, just recently here in August, he was uh, arrested in Vermont for uh, burglary was charged with burglary. So he, he now he has come out and, and said that he is getting help, which is good. Um, but like that would never happen. If I had a meltdown in public and assaulted people or burglarized a home or kidnapped someone as they have done, right. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't just be able to say, Oh, sorry. I'm going to go and get therapy and everything will be fine. Like I would still be looking at charges. <laughs> like I would still be looking at a rap sheet 
a mile long and the right, fact right. that this is just going to be oh well is yeah i i understand why she's so disgusted mhm and and it 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 sucks because you know Ezra is right now tied to two big franchises he's tied to the Fantastic Beast series right now mm-hmm. and he's also tied to the Justice League franchise right now and and being the only person on the big screen to play the flash he's kind of set the bar for that so you know it's not like i mean they, they've already filmed the flash movie it seems um and there's been there's been multiple reports on is warner brothers going to shut this down is warner brothers going to allow him to be the flash is is he are they going to reshoot and recap you know what are we doing with this film and no one seems to know no one wants to say anything and I get like, and I and I get where Issa's coming with that because it's like they they want to hold him accountable, but they have so much money tied into this film. Exactly. And, and they're like, uh well, <laughs> you know. Well, and and go back to to the fact that Johnny Depp was sacked because of rumors of abuse. Right. Just just rumors. And he's since gone through an entire trial. And proven that there was, you know, defamation of character that had happened on, on his be on on his well it, that Amber Heard didn't have truth to her claims and defamed him, and still nothing. But Warner Brothers is is totally okay with turning a blind eye to actual crimes being committed. But the the but the mere rumor was enough to sack Johnny Depp. That's what I'm yep. confused about. And and that has nothing to do with me being a fan because I loved Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. and I, I I think that they're a fantastic actor and they're handsome. Like there's no, I I just want to know like where's the, the where's the standard being held? It's just a little confusing. And she's she's completely right. And not that Johnny Depp deserved a free pass because as we saw in the trial, or at least I saw in the trial, because Lord knows I was invested. He's not an innocent in he's not innocent in this case either. Or in his his situation with Amber Heard, so it's like we held him accountable and and dropped him from the film and recast the character entirely and didn't even try to to make it look like the same person who's just a brand new man. It's yeah, just, well, yeah. It's like we're we're gonna you know we're gonna swap out this person for that person. I mean, it's like you know when when Val Kilmer took over for Michael Keaton as Batman. Hey, guess who's Batman now? It's still Batman, but just someone else playing him. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not even like a similar character design or anything. It was just completely brand new, which Mads Mikkelsen did fantastic. But I don't know if you can do that with Credence, with uh, with Ezra Miller's character in the Fantastic Beast series. And I'm sure after all this time, it would be such, such a bigger pain to do that regarding Ezra Miller, which is why they've just got too much time and money wrapped up in them to recast and reshoot or whatever so they're just like you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna keep our heads down (laughs) and push this through even though that's probably not the most ethical choice yeah in my opinion and and a lot of the a lot of the press surrounding this film originally before the whole ezra miller stuff came about was not because of ezra miller being the flash and it's gonna be the first solo flash film but michael keaton returning as batman for the first time in 30 years yeah, that was the big deal. That was the big deal. And I think that, you know, you people are so excited. I mean, they they had like a little sizzle reel thing that they did at, uh, I think it was like 
Comic-Con or DC Day or something last year. Yeah. You know, and we got, you got to hear Michael Keaton's voice. You got to see some flashes of the film. And, you know, people are, are excited. And then this whole thing goes down with Ezra. And now people are like, well, is this film even going to happen? Are they going to recast him? Are they going to reshoot? And you got to think about all the people involved, too. It's not just like, hey, can we just bring someone else back in here to, to film this stuff? I mean, you got to get all the stuff he did with, you know, the, the, the all the actors and actresses that are part of it. Yep. And their schedules, like, uh, I, at some point, you know, it's like, hey, we got to redo this film. I'm sure people are like, yeah, I'm out. I, I look, I, I, I don't have time. I can't. Yeah, I've moved I don't on. want to. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I, and it's a tough spot to be in. It really is. And well, what I was get that movie where, that they just scrapped. Oh, the the Batgirl film because of who knows that they're, they're still, yeah. they're still <laughs> talking about that. It, because so because of uh, it was going to get bad reviews or because it was I look and and. It just seems like Warner Brothers right now is the one that's kind of being unintentionally targeted right now because of the Batgirl film, Ezra Miller. Yep. But they're a whole but Hollywood in general, yes. I, I agree with Issa that they depending on who you are and depending how much money you're you're bringing into the industry will determine how much they're going to support you, I feel like. Exactly. And right exactly. now, Ezra Miller is in a position where he's he's in a position where they could potentially bring in a lot of cash, and they got a lot of money tied into the movies that he's in. So it's like, uh, maybe we just keep quiet, and hopefully it'll all just, like you said, being brushed under the rug. Yeah. Or, you know, or they're going to say, look, maybe they gave him the ultimate. I'm like, look, if you don't get help, this is what's going to happen. Your career is done. Yeah. So who, I mean, who knows? I mean, look, we, we, we don't get the behind the scenes. We're not in every board meeting that happens with everybody. I mean, just like Issa can only see what we see. I mean, obviously she probably gets a little more insight than we do, but as far as the Ezra Miller thing, we see pretty much what she does. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, he does all these things and no one's going to hold him accountable? Like, no one's going to say anything? I mean, that's that's kind of... I, I, I get where she's coming with that. But unfortunately, I also kind of see where, where Hollywood, you know, those these people have all this money tied into it. And it's like, well, I mean, we, we could do the ethical thing, but we also have jobs to protect it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really... I mean, I I don't I don't want to I don't want to discredit what Issa's saying, but I'm also kind of playing devil's advocate here. I mean, you gotta you there's a business to run too. I mean, yeah, the ethical thing would be is to just either scrap the flash film, say sorry, it's not gonna happen. The fans will be disappointed and pissed. Um, and maybe think of something else to do five years from now, and see if everyone's still on board. Yeah. Or you just talk to everybody involved. It's like, hey, should we just reshoot the whole film and, and move it back three years? I mean, they've already moved this Flash film back twice. What's what's another three or four years to make the fans grumble and get all mad and then be all excited when it's finally come out? Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one. But yes, I, I do see where she's coming with that. Um, yeah, it, it's... 
it, it th- look, this is why we're not in Hollywood is because of this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. You know what? If you think about it, it's true in any job. It's true in any job because there's always that that like the, the one person or a couple people that you know are doing weird things or doing things they shouldn't be, but they're they're protected because of whatever their role is or whatever they're doing. But if someone else does something that's the same thing, then they're just because now oh, they're in a lesser role, they're they're more disposable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, that, that, that's, I think that's true of any job. Yeah, that's true. Now my boss is going to call me into his office here after he hears this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, no, no offense. Anyway, but, <laughs> but I mean, you get what I'm saying. It, it, there, of there, course, yeah. It, it's not just Hollywood. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's just Hollywood is on a pedestal. Yes, and it's it got is. the spotlight on it, so we see it. Yep. Just and like because, Lisa does. Yeah. Yeah, and because it's incorporated in every facet of our lives you know, we, we feel like we, we get it, like we understand and we have an opinion on it, but yeah, you're right. It does happen everywhere. It just happens on a huge scale in, in things like the entertainment industry. So moving on to someone else being held on a pedestal, it always seems like, and, and, and honestly, this guy can handle it. I think better than most is Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, I mean, obviously getting his start in WWE and then, you know, some little small roles here and there. And now he's like the big, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so lately there's been, it seems like lately there's been rumors of all these people running, that they want to run for president. You got um, uh, Matthew Kanye McConaughey, West. Kanye West, Matthew McConaughey, you know. And now there's been a lot of rumors, you know, like some, you know, I think The Rock should run for president. I, look, if The Rock runs for president, if he would ever run for president, he'd be like the most intimidating president of the United States ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you walk into a meeting with that guy. You better not say no. Oh, yeah. Could you? He's going to give you the eyebrow. <laughs> He will give you the people's elbow right there on the conference room table. And then if you're lucky, he may let you go with just the rock bottom. And for all the wrestling fans, they know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Could you imagine like his board, like his his cabinet? Like he would just be like, and here's my secretary of state, John Cena. (laughs) And you know what? To no more of, uh, of uh oh the song that the, the uh hail to the chief no yeah. it's it's the rock do you smell that's that's what he comes out to to every press conference every every state of the union that's what he comes out to oh my gosh every like, single time and the place would go nuts see i didn't want this to happen but you're selling it you're I selling know. it to me now and now i'm like you know what Maybe if The Rock is listening, he's like, you know what? That would be pretty cool. But I so, do admire like the reason why he doesn't. Yeah, I know. And so he did an interview with CBS News. And a 2021 poll showed that, according to CBS, nearly half of voters would pick him for the White House. Pfft, it's The Rock. Yeah, you can tell him no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. But why would you not vote for me? <laughs> 
Give me so, one good reason. Yeah. So in the interview, they asked, you know, would 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 you run for for the White House? And basically, he said, it's off the table. It's not going to happen. And so, and he, and you're right. The reason why he said is, and he says, quote, I love our country and everyone in it. And I also love being a daddy. And that's the most important thing to me is being a daddy. Number one, especially during this time, this critical time in my daughter's lives. So, and I get it. You know, I'm a dad and being a dad is, is like number one. That's, that's the coolest thing, especially to a little, I mean, look, be, having a son is cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's something about the, uh, having a daughter, a little daughter, like you, as a dad, you feel like you're the number one to protect her. And, that, yeah. and maybe I feel maybe that's old school. Maybe that's the wrong way of thinking. But like for my daughter, who's nine, like I feel like I, I have to protect her. That, that, that's my role as her father is, you know, when she gets to be that age and she starts dating, and which I know is going to be here before we know it. I've already <laughs> heard that there are certain boys who like her. Oh, you know, so it's like, oh, man, we're getting to that age. Yeah. You know, and 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 look. You know, like I, I had, I have a little, well, he's not really little anymore. He's 18, but when he was, when he was a little <laughs> brother, yeah. I still call him little brother, but still, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was my job. I felt like as the big brother to kind of like, you know, rough house, you know, and, and do action figures and things like that, you know? Um, but I, I you know, I, I, I agree with the rock. I mean, there's, there's nothing like being a dad. And if, if you had a, if you gave him the, especially gave me like, here, you could be the president of the United States or you could continue being a dad, like dad, I don't want to be the president of the United States. I want to be a dad. Yeah. Well, and he had already experienced, you know, missing out on so much of his daughter's life, his eldest daughter, who's 21, you know, when he was building up his career and, you know, you have to, you have to do that. You know, there, my, my dad was the same way where, you know, there were times where he needed to be at work and I didn't get that time with him and you don't you'll get time back so it's like he's he's kind of learned his lessons and figured out what's important to him and he he wants to make sure that he doesn't kind of he breaks the cycle of of not being around he's he's worked really hard and he's able to be around and that's what he wants to do and and he's completely right i mean as we've seen with all of the presidents they they have they deal with so much stress and mm-hmm. so much pressure that it's like that is so it just takes away from you it takes away from your ability to be present in family moments it it takes away from your ability to have a personal life <clears throat> so i don't i don't i don't think he's he's wrong i admire his reasons for wanting to pass on it but maybe right. maybe in the future maybe now i mean look yeah he, he was given a second chance with his youngest daughter mm-hmm. um and you're i mean yeah i mean being a wwe superstar is is I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's, and they're always on the road, they're gone, you know, and then of course he's starting to get into movies. So he's doing both things. And, you know, finally he stepped away from being a professional wrestler and just focused on his, his, you know, Hollywood career. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, he realized that now that he's got the second chance with his, with his youngest daughter. Now he's like, I, I look, you're right. He, I, I think he, you know, he missed out a lot on his his eldest daughter. Yeah. And I'm sure he feels terrible about it. I know I would. Yeah. Um And now that he's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. But yeah, you know, 10 years from now, 
I think the the Rock would still be as menacing as he is now, and still would probably be one of the most um, <laughs> intimidating presidents we've no the most intimidating president we've ever had. I mean, could you imagine him going up against somebody like if someone's trying to do something with our country, and you got President Dwayne the Rock Johnson? And I hope he keeps that too. Not just oh, yeah. President Dwayne Johnson. No, President Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, he'll he'll physically go over there in his tight, muscle bulging shirt with the bull on it that he's got right now, and like let's let's have a little sit down, let let's talk this out. And I can imagine it'd be just be him and the other person, and the other person's gonna be sweating. Oh yeah, you know the Rock will be calm. He'll sit there and he'll let his he'll he'll he'll, he'll put his you know on his his hands on the on the arms of the chair, but he'll make sure he's flexing the whole time. Well, and you know what I admire about about The Rock is is that he has like pageant muscles. You know what I mean? Like he has <laughs> muscles that muscle. look good. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got like the look good physique, but you've never heard of him being violent. No, that is true. It's like you've I've never heard of him having a skirmish with anyone or or behaving violently or inappropriately. Yes, like you hear you hear I mean of assault charges and people being you know jerks but here's someone who could really cause some damage and he uses his his intimidating physique to be a big old teddy bear (laughs) you know maybe maybe that's why there are no assault charges or or outbursts because all all you need to do is if you if you make the rock angry he just needs to give you one look and you're just like oh uh, uh, sorry dude he didn't do anything you just say one wrong thing to him he just gives you a look and you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. D- please, please do not get up. Throw me across the room and drop the people's elbow on me. Please don't. I mean, he's just that guy. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't need to, to demonstrate anything. He just gives you a look and you just know. Yep. Like I seriously, like if, 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 especially like his oldest his his eldest daughter you know someone dating his eldest daughter you know i'm like i'd be intimidated i'm like your dad is who that poor girl (laughs) you know and then like poor girl probably never gets any phone calls she everyone's probably too scared to even reach out to her i mean you got you have a lot to to Make sure that you're doing the right because I'll tell you what, you, you treat any of his kids wrong. Again, he'll just give you the look and you'll probably run. Yep. Oh, yep. All right. Moving finally to our final story, the what story. And the and the trailer is playing, and I need to move this trailer. <laughs> oh, oh. You may have heard about it, but there was there's this indie horror film called Terrifier 2. Um, it was a crowdfunded indie horror flick. It's the sequel. It's about this psychopathic killer clown, which I'm sure already people are like, I'm out. <laughs> it's, yep. It's I guess the, the 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 killer clown's name is Art the Clown. Um, but there's been reports on social media of people going to see this film in theaters and fainting or even vomiting while watching this film. It's apparently the uncut uncompromised sequel to terrifier 
And look, the, I'm looking at the New York Post and they have images from the film. It's like, whoa. I mean, it, it it's like it on steroids. When it comes to the gore and uh, intensity of this film, it looks like. When I told my wife about this, all I had to say was clown. And she's like, nope. Same. <laughs> I'm out. Yep. In fact, I asked Brandon, I read the review and I asked my husband, was like, hey, this sounds like super intense, scary, scary movie. We should watch it. And he said, we can't watch this one. You wouldn't even watch the first one. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love scary movies. Why wouldn't I have, I would have definitely watched the first one. Why didn't I watch the first one? And then he he brings up the picture of Art the Clown. And I was like, nope, never mind. I remember. I said, absolutely not. I do not do clowns. I do not do clowns. Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm sure it's going to start here in the next. It'll probably start on Monday, to be completely honest with you. Uh, it'll probably start next Monday. My dad will send me a picture or GIF of creepy killer clowns every day leading up to Halloween. Usually he starts at the beginning of October. Um, but apparently he's given me a break <laughs> for the first couple weeks. But I what? bet you I'm going to get it. What One Twitter user posted a photo of <laughs> – I'm pulling this up really quick. Oh, no. Um, it was it, – he's got emojis over people so you can't see their faces. But there, it looks like his buddy is like they – they had to call paramedics. So nice. hashtag terrifier two. My friend passed out in the theater called an ambulance. Highly recommended. <laughs> well, and I read that the the director and producer, writer, producer, um, has already said, like, this is not what he wants. Like he doesn't want this to be like go to the hospital or you know, need emergency like medical services or getting sick or hurt from watching his movie. He would really like for you to just excuse yourself. And he's like, I consider that to be like a badge of honor, but he didn't want to get anybody hurt watching his movie. But I think that's even more like metal. <laughs> I think that's even cooler that people are passing out and getting sick in the movie theaters. I'd I feel mean, bad for the staff at all of our movie theaters. Uh, I mean, seriously, not to knock on horror films, but when you get to be... Like again, th this is what you're causing people to do in the theater when they're seeing it. It's like when you're when you're developing this film. I mean, honestly, is this what you're going for? It's like, hey, how can we make people really squeamish? Oh, I know. Let's try this. Well, yeah. How was it made? Like, wh what are these people made of that they were able to make this movie and go, yes, this is what the people want. And then the people oh. are just like keeling over because they can't handle it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So sorry, but uh, we'll not be watching this one. <laughs> I'm going to watch it tonight. Are you okay? <laughs> we'll you see. You let us know how far you got into the film before you had to shut it off. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. We'll, next week. We'll, we'll let you know movie review. how far Shyler made it into terrifier two before she had to shut it off. Or puke. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> or cry. And or cry. Crying. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. We drop new episodes every Tuesday recapping the week's biggest entertainment stories and, and blood-filled 
movie reviews. Ooh. As we lead up to <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> you can subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. So you know when we drop those news episodes every Tuesday. And you can always listen to all of our previous episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>